Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Church, a podcast with All Saints Church Belfast, St. Nicholas Church Belfast and Uni Church Belfast. I'm Peter, I'm one of your hosts today. Uh, alongside me is Caitlin. Say hello, Caitlin. Hi. And we have uh, a very fine brother duo this week on the podcast. We have Johnny and Tommy, if you just want to say hello, guys. How's it going? All right, well. That was Johnny first, Tommy second, if you're wondering. Um, so yeah, they're going to talk about their experiences as students. Uh, so their experience at university, how that's linked with coming to church um, and being a Christian. So to start us off, boys, can you introduce us? Can you introduce yourselves and tell us a, tell us a bit about yourself and maybe a fun fact? A fun fact. A fun fact. I've had that sprung on me just for the <laughs> listeners at home. Um, so um, my name's Johnny. I'm the older of the two of us. Uh, so I'm 23. I'm a final year medical student. I'm going to use my fun fact as today the day we're recording this is my final day of being a medical student so it's my last ever teaching session um so yeah quite a fitting end to talk <laughs> about my student experience yeah, johnny is literally wearing those very nice medical people trousers medical I know, people it's trousers. actually really tragic that i've had to wear my scrubs here because like medics have a bad rap as it is yeah. when we're talking about medicine <laughs> but i have to go straight after this to kirk Haven, so yeah and tommy yeah so i'm tommy obviously and uh, I'm a third year medical student, so I have a few more years to go. And in terms of a fun fact, I'm trying to think of like one of those weird sort of like, you know, where, like people have the classic, oh, I'm double jointed or something. I'm, I'm trying to think of something along those lines. I but am double jointed, actually. I That's double my jointed. Fun fact, yeah. It's yeah. not that fun. Uh, I think it's very fun, actually, Peter. <laughs> so. It is sort of cool. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, Johnny's fun fact was it's last day of medicine. That's, That's not really fun. fun. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. It's just a fact. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of a fun fact for you, but I don't want to absolutely scunder you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that's going through my head is like embarrassing childhood stories. So how about, Johnny, you can tell a fun fact about Tommy, and Tommy, you can tell a fun Ooh. fact about Johnny. Go on. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Aye, aye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, um, I don't know whether to tell this story. Uh, um, I can be out of the life. Yeah. Right. So whenever we were younger, uh, Tom, so I heard last week you were talking about animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, I was thinking, oh, come on, ask this question again. <laughs> um, so Thomas, full, fully seriously, uh, used to make our parents and us <laughs> refer to him as king sheep. Oh, <laughs> 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 On account of his curly hair. And we're not talking like six years old. We're talking like maybe like, 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That is amazing. Yeah. At King Sheep, do you have any facts <laughs> about Johnny? For the rest of the podcast, you can only refer to him as King Sheep. Zero. I'm trying to something in uh, Nanny's Garden. Oh. Uh. Nanny's garden was an absolute war zone back in the day. <laughs> like, so me and Thomas were two years apart, and like we would always play football out there. But it was more just like MMA, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Just kicking lumps out of absolute each other. Absolute lumps, yeah. There's still like lumps of our flesh out there in the garden <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> it yeah. carries on into five aside whenever we're there. Do you remember the time in Nanny Anna's garden? Um, oh, again, don't know if I should tell this, but uh, Johnny, I must have been about four five four or five times you would have been six or seven and uh i don't know we'd obviously like kicked each other or something in the garden and you decided so this was when jonathan was just starting to put on a bit of that like 
baby fat i'll call it okay and uh it, he was running away and there's like a gate to like get out of the garden and jonathan had to take like a few small seconds to like stop to close the gate and that allowed me like the time to gain on him if you imagine like a cheetah on a wounded antelope okay <laughs> and i just ran up behind him and just sunk my teeth into whatever <laughs> was the most convenient the part of Jonathan at that time. The back of my thigh for a bit of, uh, for a bit of context. And then he ran in and like showed Nanny the bite mark and she came out with a wooden spoon. It's like yeah, quite a classic. country granny. She came out with a mm, wooden spoon. <laughs> wow. Um, that, those are two good, good facts there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, also uh, you're talking about... Uh, Johnny putting on a bit of bit of puppy fat. Okay. Off air, you told us about a nickname that you had, Gruna. Do you want to explain that to the listeners? Yeah. So whenever we were in primary school, I was uh, I was fat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say it. Um, like I was the same weight I am now, except I just grew taller. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I usually get called Big Mac, and then Thomas would be called Mini Mac. Yeah. He's a smaller version of me. So good. Still sticks, sort of. And remember, that was like the time when you were still playing football. Do you remember we used to go watch Jonathan play football on Saturday morning, oh, for like no. the local team, right? <laughs> and we didn't. So he was putting on the puppy fat at this point. Um, we also didn't know that he was quite visually impaired. And, <laughs> and he must have been like 10. No, yeah. not 10, maybe like 9 or whatever at this point. And uh, you were playing for like the local team. Couldn't see, <laughs> couldn't run, <laughs> getting beaten eleven nil every week. <laughs> I was literally like, I couldn't see like my hand in front of my face, but I was playing like without glasses. Um, I don't know. I blame the parents for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, it's quite unforgivable for context as well. I play rugby now, so draw the conclusions from that. Well. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll we'll move on to uh, maybe a few slightly more serious questions mm -hmm. um and we can refrain from calling you big mac and and uh king, <laughs> king <sheep. laughs> we'll just stick with johnny and Tommy, <laughs> uh, if that's okay um so you are both uni students um but you both come to uni church you're very regular members part of a growth group so how did that start for you how did you first come to uni church um so i started to come to uni church first between the two of us so I started coming about two years ago um, and I was trying to find a new church at this point. Uh, mm. We both grew up in the Free Presbyterian Church and whenever we moved up to Belfast, we were kind of looking for somewhere new to go. So I came to Uni Church and just really liked the teaching and everyone was so friendly and like, I'm sure you know yourselves, like it's impossible to get from your pew to the door without someone talking <laughs> to you, which is like something I really appreciated because mm -hmm. I'd never really had that like, fellowship if that makes mm. sense i don't know if that's the right word um but yeah and then i just kept coming back and here we are amazing yeah so i only i started coming to uni church just in september this year um i attended another church in belfast for a while and i i'd always seen i'd always had these thoughts about uni church it always sort of surprised me that like the spectrum of people that sort of went and i sort of associated with maybe you know, they're maybe more like Pentecostal or they're maybe more on like the, I don't know, free Presbyterian side of things. But <clears throat> all these people seem to go to this one church that seemed to be very like 
Bible-centered, gospel-believing. And it sort of made me rack my brains a bit. It was like, how, how does this work here? Like, yeah. So, yeah, my brother Johnny had obviously been coming here for a while. So thought I would cut, give it a try at the start mm. of the year. And again, that like hospitality couldn't get away, you know, without mm. someone oh, coming, not. wanting to know who you are and, you know, wanting to meet up with you in like a few weeks after, you know, even like the senior like, sort of ministers and Trevor yeah. and Peter are trying to get involved and trying to get to know you and make you feel welcome and part of the church. And then sort of immediately then going from, you know, I'm here to, I'm here to help as well was the mm-hmm. other thing I noticed. It was, you know, there's a place for everyone to serve in the church. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I've been I'm really, really grown in the last um, six months since I've been here. And I suppose all down to just the, the, the bib, like the teaching that's solely based on the Bible. So it's mm-hmm. been fantastic. Great. Yeah. So you talked about serving there. What, like, where do you guys serve? Um, obviously, you're both really busy doing medicine and stuff. But how do you find time to work that into your week? Um, so I think it's just really a matter of priorities. Um, so with medicine, it's like really easy to get enveloped in it. And like your only personality trait is medicine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and like all you do is study or go to class, but I think it's really important to like set aside time, uh, for your church and for serving the Lord. Um, so I am part of growth group on Wednesday night with, uh, Mr. Reed here. Um, as my leader um, <laughs> and then uh, I'm also part of Explorers on a Friday night so with the P1s the P7s uh, and Caitlin helps with that as well yeah but it's it's great because like especially on a Friday night with Explorers like after you've been in class all week it's like it gives you a bit of perspective because like the P1s the P7s have like <laughs> not a care in the world um, it's actually just a really good crack yeah uh, like spending time with them so yeah, that's great. Poor Johnny gets put with the P5 to 7s who are totally mental it's every like, single week. Honestly, it's like trying to herd stray cats. Yeah. But <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> and have you had the opportunity to like speak to the kids in terms of teaching them? Have you got to do... Yeah, so we like rotate every week. So uh, one week you'll be in charge of the sport. Um, one, ch- one week you'll be in charge of like the memory verse. And then there's also an opportunity to do like the story and kind of speak to the kids about God and about the gospel. So mm. I got to do that last term and it was mm. really good. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I came and, you know, haven't been here that long, but I remember a girl, sexy from my course, Catherine Allen, was talking about the growth groups only like a number of weeks in. And she was like very much encouraging everybody just to sort of throw themselves in, get involved with these. Like there's nothing to lose, but also to sort of commit yourself to this. If mm-hmm. you're going to do mm-hmm. it, you need to like, commit yourself to it and I like Johnny sort of you know think oh I'm too busy I don't have time to like add another thing on on the, my week schedule but I thought I would and get joining a growth group is definitely mm-hmm. one of the best things I've done um I feel very blessed the group of guys have been put in with like it's a few sort of older guys as well mm-hmm. who maybe have a bit more wisdom and knowledge than me so um growth groups fantastic and then also the tea and coffee before the services so again, great way way to get to meet people who you've mm-hmm. not met before because really? sometimes you can sort of stick to your own like demographic of age or people you know. Yeah. So it's a great way to sort of get to know more of the wider congregation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's great to see us both part of growth groups and yeah, uh, Johnny every week. Love seeing him. <laughs> um, <Lucky> you. <laughs> so 
we'll we'll move on to your, your university experience then. So university um is often a time where people um kind of are away from their parents for the first time and they either seem to own their faith for want of a better uh, way to put it um and really move on with the lord or sometimes they can kind of just flounder or, or abandon the faith altogether so how has your experience been of that coming to uni how have you're both active church members now you both um know and love the lord jesus so how have you kept yourself in that how have you what have you done to encourage yourself yeah so my story is probably a bit different to thomas uh so I can't lie, whenever I first came to university, I was the opposite of what I am now. Um, so I'd always say like university can really make or break your faith, just kind of like what you were saying, um, especially in first year. So I was away from my parents for the first time, like had that little bit of freedom and I was going out all the time and just wasn't really living like a Christian. Um, I would have told people I was a Christian at the time, but there was no part of my life that was really reflecting that. And I had one moment, I remember like really vividly, I was like, it was like my 20th birthday or something and I was in a club and it just really struck me. I was like, I'm turning, this is my 20th birthday and I'm spending it here and I just don't feel like I should be here. Mm -hmm. um, so it was after that, I really started to kind of like explore my faith more and started going to different churches and like getting involved with things. Um, so it it was maybe like a year after that I started coming to uni church. Um, but as I said, like it's really easy to get swept up in all of that, especially the stuff I was doing in first year, because I can't lie to people. It is fun at the time, but that passes and there's like no mm -hmm. satisfaction in it at the end of the day. Um, so what I would say, if that is you and you are listening, I would say just go to church or talk to Christian mm -hmm. friends because it's never too late. And God forgives sins. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, my story's sort of a bit different. Um, again, I would have sort of grown up going through school and stuff. People would have known I was a Christian, but wasn't really actively involved in sort of the SU or anything. And decided, sort of made like an active decision coming into uni. I was like, I'm going to get involved. You know what I mean? Like, uni's sort of a make or break. You know what I mean? In terms of your faith, as you said, Pete. And sort of got involved in first year in um in lots of like the outreaches and the mission and the ministries and stuff and really grew really grew in my faith in that time um and it was sort of fantastic to see it it sort of like i think prepared me to sort of boldly step out a bit more you know it's not so faith isn't just a sunday thing like the bible is yeah. very clear and commanding that it is our whole life um then obviously covid hit and I thought I thought I find personally I find COVID like a very challenging time for my faith, not being able to regularly attend church in person and then even sort of my own personal devotion definitely slipped and stuff. But coming back into uni church or having joined uni church this year, um yeah, I'd say for like university students and stuff, like if we're if we really believe this and we're gonna take it seriously enough, like we we need to like be in God's word daily we need to be praying to God daily and you know it's not that we can sustain ourselves while we're at university or keep ourselves strong because as Johnny says like ultimately like the pleasures of the world like are tempting and they do they would feel good for a season but ultimately like they will pass away so I would say for anyone listening like 
we need to, if we believe it truly, we need to like be in God's word daily. We need to allow him to sustain us as opposed to trying to sustain ourselves. Yeah. Just one other thing I'd say uh, for anybody who is coming to university, I don't think you'll ever have such an easy to reach mission field because there's so many non-Christians, whether that be in like a sports club or your course. And everybody thinks about morality. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people out there to reach. Um, so even though it's great to have Christian friends, like it's also great to have non-Christian friends and to be able to tell them about the gospel and just be an example. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And as you, yeah, as you say, like this is like the most sort of like that verse, you know, about the harvest is plentiful. Like that's right now. And well, that's all the time, but it seems so clear now. So yeah, university will sort of bring you closer or bring you further away from the Lord. So like I would just encourage people to lean on him as opposed to lean on their own strength because mm. we'll, we'll never we'll never stay in that case so yeah, yeah i suppose and that's the biggest thing that i mean i've kind of heard it said a lot but either christianity is everything or it's nothing um jesus christ crucified is everything or it's nothing like if it happened and he's gonna return and judge the world <laughs> what we do for the gospel is the most important thing how we live and and serve um our king is the most important thing so you talked about um Johnny, you mentioned about um, getting out there and evangelizing. Yep. So telling someone the gospel, sharing what Christ has done. How have you found um, getting out there and sharing your faith at uni? Is that an easy thing? Have you got some pushback from it? Has anyone made fun of you for it? So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. So somebody said to me a few years ago, it's the analogy if I'm standing at the side of the road and I can see my one of my good friends is in the middle of the road mm -hmm. and a truck is coming for them, they can't see the truck, but I can see it. At what point will I push them out of the way yeah. and save them? Um, they might be angry at me because I tackled them uh, to the side of the road, but I couldn't let the truck hit them. Absolutely. That was poorly explained. But um, yeah, so a truck is coming and mm -hmm. I just feel... For a long time, I was lacking that urgency. So um, that's what really like would drive me to like tell my friends about the gospel. And like, if you do it from a place of love, it can never really go wrong. Yeah. Um, because um, I'll cut that bit out just for a second. Um, yeah. So I have like a lot of non-Christian friends. Like I'd say, actually, the majority of my friends are non-Christian friends. Um, and. I feel like there's like different ways to evangelize. So in university, it's really easy to invite people to different events, whether it's like CU events or church opening nights or just church in general. And then also just trying to live your life in a way that you're an example um, and just kind of be different. I feel like that's worth a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, in terms of like evangelizing to friends and stuff at uni, um, if people like if we are living our christianity out people will know that you're a christian before you have to tell them like they'll be able to like people should be able to tell and like friends do often say you know why aren't you, like why aren't you coming here why why are you going there so on so on and ultimately people they are inquisitive there's lots there's like lots of people who've maybe been brought up in the faith and you know aren't following aren't walking in it now or have decided not to follow it but for lots of people 
which seems to be near like the majority here in Belfast that I don't know very much or they know very little about what Christians believe and everyone is sort of questioning yeah the morality and what's the purpose in life and is there life after death and I've had so many interesting conversations with many of my friends from the course and stuff and like they as Johnny says like they if you are if we believe this you know if we're convicted of it enough like it is it, se- it's, it seems wrong to not tell people about it and as you were saying like in the analogy mine I, I remember like a guy I'd listened to and it, his was you know everyone's in a line and they're walking towards the edge of the cliff we've been handed parachutes and we're in the line as well like we're we are ultimately going to die but we've got yeah. a parachute and we have like we can tell people where there's more to pick up and what are we doing to tell people like what are we doing to stop people from just falling off the edge and as i say like friends and stuff who are friends and other people who you know they they understand that we believe this and they are questioning and if we aren't telling them about it and that, this is a challenge to myself you know to do more but you know it seems it's the most important thirst person it's the most important thing in the world as pete says you know it's either everything or nothing so um yeah i think we really just need to keep that eternal perspective again i'm preaching to myself here but <laughs> need to get that eternal perspective whenever we are afraid to have conversations and stuff with friends but ultimately like that could be the the difference for someone mm-hmm. absolutely we say all the time as well like what's the absolute worst that can happen like yeah. Even if it's through, like your really good friend, um, like I have lots of my good friends from school who aren't Christians, like the worst they can say, they kind of laugh at you and be like, "You're weird." Like, yeah. no, like that's the worst that can happen. Do you know? Yeah. Maybe they'll huff with you for a couple of days because they think you're being annoying. But uh-huh. do you know what I mean? Like, but but if they hear the gospel and respond, it's like the biggest exactly win, the biggest dub you're yeah. ever gonna <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, yeah. it doesn't happen overnight in most situations either. You know, like it does it. I've seen even from other friends evangelizing as well, like it, t- it takes a continued effort and, you know, time and devotion and pointing people towards God's word and, you know, putting in the effort. You know, it's not something, don't be discouraged, you know what I mean? If you've thought, I've shared the gospel with all my friends and none of them have responded, God is working in their hearts. So we just have to trust in that as well because ultimately it's not us who can save them. Yeah, amen. I think the big thing is as well you're not trying to trick anyone yeah you're just trying to provide people with the information so that they can make their own decision so for all of my friends i would just like them to have that information rather Mm -hmm. than not know the things i know because i believe this with all my heart and there's a reason for that and i think that there goes a long way yeah and i think sometimes i was shocked in northern ireland i assumed so many people knew what the gospel was knew what christianity was i thought it was intuitive even um and perhaps some people who had rejected it knew what it was about and some people don't even know what they're rejecting because they haven't heard the true gospel they um think that christians are um good living um, moralists oh you, you don't drink you don't smoke you don't do xyz and that's what it means to be a christian um and i think a lot of people are, are shocked when they hear that it's no christ died for sinners um, come and be forgiven not come and meet a standard so i think it's sometimes we go out and we're, we can shock people with the gospel as well and um, we shouldn't assume too much sometimes yeah yeah absolutely um okay so you're both medics um 
What are some of the weird or funny things that you've seen on placements? It's maybe not like it's maybe not funny, but just like just like having things hurled at you (laughs) on the board. (laughs) Yeah, like water drugs, um, a drip stand once, which is like a full drip stand. Yeah, bit of a javelin (laughs) (laughs) when used correctly. Sort of, yeah, sort of things being thrown at you or seeing things being thrown at other people, like bowls of porridge as well. And stuff. So, um, not very funny, but... Um, <laughs> Have you ever caught any of them? Um, well, the, there was a jug of water hurled at me by, um, yeah, by like an elderly lady. And, like, I was worried I t- you were going to say a doctor. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I turned around, like... I turned around, sorry, I turned around as she had it in her hand and was sort of like recoiling back her arm <laughs> and then managed to like step aside and just let it like smash against the wall, mm. cover everything. But uh, no, I'm, I'm yet to catch anything. Yeah. I did, <laughs> and a dodge the drip stand as well. You work on that, I think. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Stay yeah. on your toes, eyes up, hands up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah eyes yeah, up, yeah. hands up. <laughs> you need to play the game with your head up. <laughs> yeah, you really, really do. I know. So, fellas, uh, as a as a as a stupid question to finish on, mm-hmm. if you had to say we had a time machine, okay, and you could go back to one period in history, but you had to stay there, Ooh. where would you go? I'm not sure. That that's a wee spanner in the works now, though. Oh, that we have, have to stay, stay there. there. Yeah. Pretty big. Because like obviously you could say like, uh go back to like Nazi Germany and stop that, but then you have to stay there. Mm. You could be like Captain America. Yeah. Could be. You know? Um hmm. what what do you think, Thomas? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think like beyond the last couple of hundred years. I'm just trying to think like, you know, what happened. I think I go to like the nineteen eighties. Just because, like, the music is good. Yeah. And like the disco scene. Yeah. <laughs> ever ever have you ever seen Stranger Things? No. I've seen bits of it, yeah. Yeah, well, it's set back then, I think, and mm. like just so you could ride like a BMX and wear like <laughs> flares about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that style's coming back in. One of my words. I'm trying to think of like, all I keep jumping into my head is 1066, but I've no idea why. <laughs> the Battle, the Battle of Hastings. Hastings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me just one's military glory. Bloodthirsty <laughs> military glory. Whenever I think back in history, everything is just military. Oh, wait, history. no, I've got mine. Like, I feel like the summer of like 2011 was like unrivaled. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's been it's been downhill ever since then honestly you know what that's a fair answer uh, actually if i could if i could be anyone in history right now i would be my younger brother at this moment of time because the guy gets up at what 11 oh, half yeah. 11 every day at, at least at least he hops out of his bed um you'll go down pet the dog mum will have <laughs> breakfast waiting for him uh <laughs> You'll come back up. You'll you'll play Xbox. Um, you'll go kick a ball about. Go to the gym. He lives a life. He lives lives a life. I I would be him right now. So what we're taking from the Macintosh brothers is the best time in human history was the summer of twenty eleven. Summer twenty eleven. And the best guy in the history of the yeah. world is your. I think that there sounds like it could be a good song. <laughs> don't know if it has the same uh, catch to it though as summer 69 <laughs> summer 2011 as the Macintosh's wee brother <laughs> yeah as, Al, as the Al shout out to the Al <laughs> we hope you're listening okay so in the podcast room behind Peter we have a large selection of confectionery 
Ooh. If you had to describe your brother, the one who's not you and not Alex, um, as a piece of confectionery, a type of confectionery, what would it be? Right, I've got it straight away. Okay. So, Ooh. like a caramel, because Ooh. he looks hard on the outside, but he's actually a complete melt. Um. There's foxes, there's Carmel Rocky Roads. There's Boost Bar. You don't have to be anything on the bars. Um, oh, piece of fudge. <laughs> Crumbles Ooh. under the pressure. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. oh, that's that's sly. Uh, How would you describe me, Caitlin? How would I describe you, Peter? Um, oh, that's kind of hard, actually. Do you have one in mind for me? Would you like to go first? I do, but I want to keep it to the end. Okay, I would go, I think you're millions. Because oh. they're literally so, they just, they're annoying. They're everywhere. <laughs> but yet, like, they're nice in small doses. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> was that meaner than you expected? No. Do you want me to be nice? No, because I was about to say you're dulce. Because oh. you're salty and nobody likes you. I think that was a compliment. <laughs> I like myself, please. So I love dulce. I do, I do. I don't know At if least I like myself. It's not. But it's disgusting. I actually do still have some on my back. Yeah, Caitlin carries dulse everywhere. <laughs> what is dulse? What is dulse? It's just seaweed. Do you want to try it it's live like on air? Seaweed? Mm-hmm. Hang do you want to try it live on air? This is like a bush dogger trial. Wait, so we eat the this? Do we eat it? Yeah. Like, you, you don't have to eat too much. You don't have to eat too it's much. It's pretty just disgusting. Just like a wee bit off. Okay. trying to take I'm not trying to because it's absolutely disgusting. No, I've done that. Are you a picky eater, Peter? No, I just hate the sea. You hate the sea? It tastes like the sea. You'll understand when you eat it. It is. Right. He's from Tyrone. He's never right, seen three, the sea. Three, two, <laughs> three, two, All he knows one. is mud. <laughs> Oi. Mm. It's very salty. I actually love this stuff. I genuinely love it. It tastes it like bad. how seaweed smells. It yeah, does, which is, yeah. Which is bad. No, no one goes not. to the beach and is like, oh, that's a lovely smell. There's no seaweed aftershave. Like. Well, to end the podcast on an absolutely horrible note, <laughs> <laughs> this has been uh, Let's, Talk, Let's Talk Church, a podcast from All Saints Church Belfast and Saints Church Belfast. Bye from me. Bye from Caitlin. Bye. Goodbye from Johnny. That is getting cut. That's not for the point. Yeah. Sorry to drop that. You might want to cut that out.